0: uh less polished but anyway uh today we're going to do a supplemental sermon uh this past week we and we're intending on preaching luke 13 31 through 35 of course i got the covid and so uh andrew came in and stepped in and did a great job but we want to stay on track so that we finish up with chapter 16 before uh before the um before uh, Advent, And so we're going to jump right in and this is a message I really wanted to preach. It's very appropriate for today. And so I thought it was uh, was good for us. So uh, we're going to be in Luke chapter 13 verses 31 through 35. It says at that, that very hour, some Pharisees came to Jesus and said, get away from here for Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, go and tell that fox. Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I finish my course. Nevertheless, I must go on my way today and tomorrow and the day following, for it cannot be that a prophet should perish away from Jerusalem. O oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the, that city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings? And you are not willing. Behold, your house is forsaken. And I tell you, you will not see me until the day until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Let us pray. Lord, thank you so much for this day. I thank you for your word. And I just pray, God, that you would uh, allow me to speak it with boldness and uh, with context. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I was not a very, a very adventurous kid. I actually was pretty... Uh, cowardly, I operated more often out of fear than out of adventure, and it's with that for that reason that I often push my kids to be more adventurous than I was. I even push them to be a little bit reckless, you know, because I I know how many how much fun and how many adventures I missed as a child because I cowered in fear uh, or, or scared to take a risk. And however, if you ever wanted me to kind of take a risk. If you ever wanted me to kind of go into that next gear, that next level, all you had to do is to make me angry. If, if I ever got angry, I went into that next gear. I went into that next level and I would do that, which I normally wouldn't do. And it's funny when I see this story, I see a similar situation. I see where Jesus gets annoyed. And when he gets annoyed, it seems to embolden him. It, you know, it seems to really allow him to focus his, uh, his purpose there. And that's kind of what we're going to look at today. Is uh, the title is Jesus laments over Jerusalem, and I think as we look at uh, this passage as Jesus laments over Jerusalem, we'll be able to take some uh, to see some uh, transferable principles that can go from how Jesus laments over Jerusalem and how we maybe we should be lamenting over our community as well. Uh, so there's three things I want to examine real quick. Number one is Jesus' purpose in 31 through 33. Jesus knew his purpose, and he knew that this journey. Uh, through um, through this journey through this region would end in Jerusalem. He knew that he had to get to Jerusalem, um, and, and so he you know even though he was annoyed, even though he kind of almost seemed like he was ready for uh, to duke it out with Herod, he knew his purpose and that he had to get to Jerusalem because he knew that that was the eventual course. His purpose was to redeem mankind and to show them the way to eternal life. His purpose was not to get into a uh, debate or into a conflict with Herod. His purpose was to redeem mankind and to show them the way to the Father. And he would not be distracted by the noise of the crowd. He would not be distracted by empty threats. So he, Jesus knew his purpose. And Jesus also, he experienced pain. You see the pain of Jesus in this passage. You see the heart and the agony of God through Jesus' words here, where he says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent. How often would I have gathered your children together as hen gathers her brood, and you were not willing. You can see and hear through this passage the pain that Jesus feels for his people. So many times God's people have pushed back against the prophets and his word. So many times that still happens today. It happened back then where, you know, the prophets of God, the people of God would be persecuted and even stoned and killed. And that happens even to this day where people in our culture, people around the world, God's word is here. Our The preachers and pastors are out there proclaiming the, the truth of God, yet people don't want to hear it. and And more often than not, they will they will find ways to 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 ridicule undermine or destroy uh the people who stand for the word of god and so um this this happened back then but it constantly happens this is a theme that happens throughout all of history where people have persecuted and or destroyed the prophets of god and it breaks god's heart when he sees that and then also when you see this law my my favorite part about this is when you see jesus lament for jerusalem You see that pain, because that pain represents love. The apathy results in numbness. If you don't care, you don't care, you know. But when you hurt, that hurt represents uh, a a, a deep-seated love. That that pain can only come from someone who loves something so great. And so we need to, as we see this, we need to understand and see the, the beauty of this passage and the love that Jesus has for Jerusalem as he calls out just hurting for them. And that hurt represents a love uh, that that is deep in his heart. So we see Jesus' purpose, we see Jesus' pain, but we also see Jesus' patience. This quote uh, where it says, "'Behold, your house is forsaken, I tell you, "'you will not see me until you say, "'Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord.'" Well, that passage, "'Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord' is directly taken from Psalm 118. Uh, specifically Psalm 118 verse 26. And this psalm is the Hosanna psalm, the psalm that points towards Palm Sunday. This is the psalm that we read every Palm Sunday. This is the psalm that that when Jesus came into Jerusalem on a donkey and people were laying down the palm fronds and they were calling out, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who calls upon the name of the Lord. This is that, that what they were calling back? All these people, they weren't, this wasn't just a song and this just wasn't just a, a thing. They were calling back to this psalm, this psalm that was kind of prof, a prophetic psalm of the, the, um, the victory of God over his people. And so this, this is kind of what he was saying. He said, You know, you're not going, you know, you will not see me until you say, say this. And now, is he meaning on that Palm Sunday, or is he meaning on that final day, on that day when the trumpets are sounding, and he said, and people, you know, uh, uh, hear the hear the Christ come on the second coming, and every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Either way, he is saying his heart's broken that they're not going to see him until that final day, until that day where they say, Blessed is he who sits in the name of the Lord, who comes in the name of the Lord. So we see the purpose, we see the pain, but we also see the patience because there's going to come a day where the, there's going to come a time where Jesus' fullness is revealed and everyone's going to cry out, Hosanna, Hosanna. And it's a beautiful thing, but as we say, you know, uh, we, we thank God for his patience that he has not yet come so that we have uh, time uh, to, to come to the Lord, to, that, that all that all may know uh, that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now, this passage is, is in and of itself, it's powerful, you know, and there's several different directions I could have gone with this passage, but as I was looking around what's going on in Afghanistan, what's going on in, uh, you know, with the hurricane coming, there's just so much going on. Our politics are so divisive, you know, with everything going on with the Black Lives Matter and everything else in the world. It seems like everything is tearing apart. And so I really, when I read this passage, it made me think about our own community. Now, I do not believe that the United States is Jerusalem. I do not believe that we are God's chosen people, that, that our country is God's chosen land. Um, I believe he has blessed our country, but I don't believe that we are necessarily the chosen country. Um, but I think it's something that we can take this passage and we can glean some... some um, transferable principles about how Jesus was looking at Jerusalem and maybe how we should look at our, uh, our, 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 our community. On John's Island, is there a similar spirit from God to us today? Uh, we can look at the life of God's people then, and we can look at the church today and see similar faults, similar struggles, but thankfully a similar Jesus. I believe that Jesus is lamenting over our nation as well. I believe that he laments over John's Island. I believe that he laments over South Carolina and our nation and the world. And to change things, we need to remember the same three things that Jesus uh, had uh, earlier. We need to remember his purpose. We need to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We need to accomplish his mission. We need to remember his purpose is to redeem mankind and to reveal the ways of God to them. And so we need, as the church, we need to be the hands and feet of jesus to accomplish that mission we need to weed through the noise and the threats of those uh, around us stay vigilant in the mission of loving god loving people and living boldly and just like jesus said you know when when they said listen you need to get out of here because herod's you know going to kill you jesus didn't have any any time for that he's like you know what tell that fox that I am doing miracles that I am preaching the word that uh, specifically he said Tell that fox, behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today, tomorrow, and the next. And so, when people, when that cancel culture comes at us, when that cancel culture comes to you and tries to shut you down, tries to keep you from doing what God's called you to do, you say, you know what? You guys need to chill. You guys need to stop it. You guys need to be quiet because I am doing what God has called me to do. I am here to fulfill my purpose, God's purpose in my life by loving God, by loving people and living boldly. So we need to remember his purpose. We need to remember his pain. We as a church need to to remember, we need to have a lamenter's heart when we look at the community. We need to lament and hurt for our community. Because again, you can't hurt for something unless first there is an abiding love and if you don't love your community you can never reach your community and so we need to hurt for our community when you look around james island john's island when you look around kia when you look around wherever you are we need to be hurting we need to be broken for families. Uh, we, we, a broken family should hurt us. Broken, broken families should break our hearts. Homelessness should hurt us. Sexual sin should hurt us. Disregard for life in any way should hurt us. Racism should hurt us. And that hurt should not cripple us, but that hurt should motivate us. That That hurt should motivate, should draw us to a deeper sense of love, a deeper sense of compassion, and should give us what we need, uh, embolden us to go out to help them in any way possible. So we need to remember Jesus' purpose, his pain, and then also we need to remember his patience. We need to act, and we should be thankful for Jesus' patience. When I think about every day, I thank God that he's given me another day. I hear people all the time say, Lord, hurry up and come. Lord, do not tarry. Come quickly so that we may be with you. And yes, I, I want to be with God. I, I want to be there and see him face to face and experience the glory of, of God. But I'll tell you, I thank him every day that he's given me another day because that's another day that I get to to, to share the gospel with a neighbor another day I get to share the gospel with a with with, with Facebook another day that I get to share the gospel with with a a, a, a co worker or a family member someone that gets to hear them I thank God for his patience because that's the essence of repentance a repentant uh, repentant people and, and, a, and a forgiving God is is his patience is is, is a beauty that every day that he, tarry, he, he tarries so that we can have an opportunity to bring others to him. And and so I I just want to praise God. I want us to be thankful for that patience that God has for us and that patience that he has so that we may do what we have to do as his hands and feet to reach others with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I just think about as Jesus lamented and as he looked down at Jerusalem and it broke his heart and he cried out, I just pray that he is not say that, you know what, our community is forsaken. I pray that John's Island is not forsaken. I pray that United States is not forsaken. I pray that we can, that we can embrace his purpose, his pain, and his patience and begin to be what, 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 what he needs us to be so that we can bring cultural change so we can bring revival or we can't bring revival we have to help Jesus help be the hands and feet for God to bring revival and so anyway again that's why I wanted to share this passage I didn't want to skip over it and I didn't want to just hit it and move on uh, this Sunday I felt felt it needed Um, its own its own talk and I just I want you to pray I want you to be considering you know do you do you have you caught the purpose of God? Have you caught what His purpose is and what your role is in His purpose? Um, do you hurt for those who are hurting? And, and maybe not. You may be looking around and you're like, you know what, I, I just, I'm just i kind of numb towards it. Well, you need to pray and you need to go to God and say, Lord, allow me to hurt for those who hurt. And, and because unless you love the community, you're never gonna be able to change the community. And then finally, we need to thank God for the patience but understand that that patience will wear out and one day He's going to come and at that point it'll be too late. And so I just ask all of us to join with Him in His mission to love God, love people, and to live boldly. Let's pray. Lord, thank You so much for this day and I pray, God, that You would um, just place in us a a heart um, that is broken for those who are broken. Uh, Lord... I, so many of us have been hurt in our past, and so we have become calloused. Lord, I pray that you would take away that callous, that we, we, because of our love for others, there would be a lamenter's heart, a lamenter's spirit, so that we can go and through your Holy Spirit reach and meet the needs and draw them closer to you. Use us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. I'll see you Sunday.